Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, so I had mentioned on the previous episode that I was testing different days on when to release this podcast, either Wednesday or Friday. So uh, it's funny. I think I'm going to do Wednesdays and Fridays. So both days... um, it didn't really seem to make a difference on clicks, downloads, whatever. So I think that um, usually, you know, if you listen, I release between one and two episodes a week. So I think when I do release those episodes, unless it's like a breaking news story, I'm going to stick to Wednesdays and Fridays. So anyway, cool episode today. I've got character actor Sean Whalen, who you definitely know his face. He, oh my gosh, he's so fun. His first movie was The People Under the Stairs. He talks all about his experience with Wes Craven. He's he's just um he's a very lovely guy and you know we talk about Drew Barrymore and how, you know, she really stuck up for him and never been kissed. You'll hear that story. And he talks about um a new movie, sorry, that was my email. A new movie that he is um making, but in order to make this, he needs to raise some money because he doesn't want to answer to any studios about this film. This is a very um unique film. I will leave it at that. But yeah, he hopes to start filming in April or May of this year, and he talks about where you can donate to get your name in the credits, which I think is very cool. So um, yeah, so before I play my interview with Sean Whalen, I also want to explain what I'm doing with this whole healthy skeptic segment. So this is something I've been toying with for a while. You all know that I'm a big fan of true crime. I am a big justice warrior. Um... And a lot of stories in the media can seem a little bit weird. Um, and and I know a lot of people are, are afraid to say, oh, that's weird because they don't want to be thought of as a conspiracy theorist or some weird QAnon freak. And that's what I want to avoid with this Healthy Skeptics uh, segment. I want this, I want to throw these stories out there, explain to you why I'm a little skeptical Um, and then, you know, hopefully at some point I will have a co-host that I can bounce this off of and they can say why they are not skeptical or why they are or why they agree. But yeah, I think this segment really will work if, um, if I have someone to bounce these stories off of, you know, but for now I, um, I'm going to tell you a couple stories, um, that have came out over the last few weeks that I'm a little skeptical about. So first let's play this interview with Sean and then we, we will get into the healthy skeptics segment. I'm so excited. Um, okay. Now here's my interview with Sean. Fresh, fabulous. I have my green tea. I'm feeling good. Oh, wow. Cause you're, you're a uh, West coast, right? Yes, ma'am. It's only oh 7 a.m. Oh, my goodness. So it's very early. It's 7 a.m. And all you have is a green tea. You don't need, like, a huge cup of coffee? If I do the coffee, the hardcore coffee, this early, it would be a little hard on the stomach. So I just do my <laughs> matcha tea, you know. 
And, okay. Uh, okay. So you don't want to crap your pants during your interviews. I get it. I get it. That's fine. Uh, yeah, um. exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, I knew I could say that to you. Um, I just watched an Instagram where you're so funny. You, um, you said your wife didn't love you anymore because she didn't put the thin mints in the freezer. I kind of agree with that. You were a little easy on her. So. <laughs> yeah, I know there, I mean, people are rallied to my side. I, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go up on dating websites very soon because you know, it, <laughs> yes. it's, it's very hurtful and it's an affront to my self and my, my, my history. <laughs> Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. She, yeah, she needs, she needs to learn from this. Okay. And, and then some people, you know, then I got the weird middle ground that people go, no, 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 not freezer refrigerator. And I go, "Mm, no, that's, that's kind of not committing. Just commit. Yeah. That's interesting. There's yeah. Freezer is the way to go. What is the point of just like a semi cold thin mint if you can't like crunch it? Yeah. I agree with you. Um, now, Sean, you, you see the Grand. Wait, what's that? No, I said, let's go drive and see the Grand Canyon, but stop 30 miles out. (laughs) Not really. No, put the thin (laughs) man in the freezer. Exactly. Exactly. I like that reference. Um, No, I was going to say, you know, you, uh, you are super interesting because you're acting and your, your resume here, you've done studio motion pictures you've done indie films you've literally done it all right working with these huge companies these small companies I mean it's really really impressive is there a project that just sticks out to you as like I mean I know your first movie was people under the stairs but is there a project that sticks out to you that really just helped um mold you and and who you are as an actor well, I mean, I, I I would have to say it's either people under. The, I would probably say it is people under the stairs, just because it was my yeah. first film and uh, I was in the right place at the right time with the right director. Wes Craven really liked acting, and I really wanted to uh, do the best job I could, and he was completely down for that. I'd sit in a corner and try to prepare emotionally, and hair and makeup people would come over and go, "Is he okay?" And he goes, "No, no, he's doing his job. Leave him alone." Wow. You know. Yeah, and it yeah. was wonderful to be able to work that way, um, and then you know it it it, free, it it just made me realize what movies could be, and yeah. and what a great director could be, and a, and I just love comedy, and and I love doing those. Never been kissed was amazing. Drew Barrymore let me create and write my entire character. No way. Uh, that was, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Always, That's so cool. Fun. Yeah, if you look at my uh, TikTok, or I think I put it, um, the, the, one of the pin one was, was, is uh, the whole story about how Drew fought for me to let me do what I wanted against the studio and everything. It was awesome. Wow. That's so, so I hear all these nice things about Drew Barrymore, and this just kind of adds to it that she really is a truly good person. Yes, 100%. Wow. And I, I love never been kissed because I'm a millennial. So I grew up on that movie. Um, my siblings and I still, we call each other Josie Grossy. Isn't that funny? (laughs) (laughs) All my lines, you know, Merkin ain't jerking. He's working and all that stuff. I wrote myself. You did. Yeah. This is so great. Okay. So this is a good segue because you wrote crust your directorial debut, right? Yes. Okay, so yes. tell me about this. So this is a story. Uh, it came after a depression, after my divorce. I was feeling kind of weird. I, after I got out of the depression, I had anger and 
strange mm-hmm. feelings, and a lot of people said, oh, you should have had a pet. And I said, a pet? <laughs> I couldn't put on my shoes. So what are you yeah. talking about, a pet? And then I thought, oh, it'd be fun to have a pet that took care of all my problems for me. And then I thought, oh, this is fun, because I had had this idea in the past about a sock monster and a lot of mat. So then I thought, oh, I'll just merge the two, and it's about a depressed ex-child actor who uh, lives and lives and works on the laundromat. He pulls all the socks out of a dryer uh, that are left over. He wipes all his bodily fluids on them and puts them in a corner in his room. And then one day he gets bullied and he cries into him, cries into the sock pile, and the tears activate the sock pile and turn it into crust, a sock monster that avenges all of uh, uh, Vegas, who's that's my character's enemies. Yeah. And unbeknown, unlike Little Shop of Horrors, you know, where Seymour was not happy with the plant, my guy, like the old movie Willard, kind of thinks, oh, this is actually okay, and helps him. And Crust is loving and loyal, just like a pet, but will also, you know, kill the people who mess with the wrong guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he's, he's, he's dealing with, uh, since he's a child actor, they're trying to reboot his show. Randy Roberts played now, just announced yesterday by Alan Ruck. First time that we have, First time that we have uh, acted together since um, Twister. We shared a truck together in Twister. Yes. Sharing the screen again. And uh, and he's got a new relationship, Rebecca Kennedy. And uh, he's dealing with all these things, but also dealing with how to handle crust, right? Right. So it's wow. uh, really fun. I'm shooting in black and white. It's really for the people who come home from going out and they have a adult beverages or adult gummies depending on where it's legal and uh, they turn on this movie and they love it and they go oh this is awesome and they share it with their friends and i came from a cult movie people under the stairs uh, my favorite is sleepaway camp my wife's is rocky horror picture show yes. that community are the funnest communities and that's what i'm trying to build a community around crust that enjoys it it's about mental health we actually have a partnership uh with a company that we're dealing with uh, uh, victims wow. and villains that we're talking to about oh. that uh, talks about mental health in society. Um, and so it, there's an underpinning of that, but it's mm. still just a really fun, good time. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I feel like any of anyone listening that knows me is probably like, Oh, wow. Sean is straight up speaking to Lauren right now. <laughs> You know, the adults <laughs> that like to get into bed, you know, maybe get ready for bed with some gummies or whatever, and, you know, just fall asleep yeah. laughing to something. Yeah, that's me. Um, So I'm not really ashamed yeah. to say it and I'm not afraid to say it, but yes, that is me. So this sounds like a really fun time for me, Sean. I'm, I'm not yeah, going to lie. And, and we, we, yeah. And, and we're not letting outside influences or, or companies try to change it or, or make it mm. anywhere the way I want. So my producers and I have an Indiegogo. Um, it is, uh, we're, our goal is a hundred thousand. We're at 60. We have, uh, oh, two weeks cool. left in our campaign. Yeah. So we have, uh, if you go to Indiegogo.com and put in crust, you can get a special thanks and on a special mm. thanks, which is really fun. If I get a thousand of those, the fans have all voted that if I get a thousand special thanks, that means your name's in the credits, then I will be um, remade into a drag queen and perform as a drag queen. Yes. They said they would uh, have a, either a man wax or oh. a uh, body paint, but they all voted for the drag queen. So if I get a thousand of those, I'm going to put out a video of me getting made over and performing. 
Wait, that's so funny. And I love this. You, you've made the decision to, you know, not crowdfund, but I don't even know what the word is, but fund this yourself. So if you guys, yeah, whoever's listening, Indiegogo slash crust, right? Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. I had no idea. And, and, and yeah. Indiegogo.com and then just put in the word crust, you'll find it. Okay. All right. Perfect. I'm going to do that. Everybody should do that. That sounds awesome. Now, like the fact that you named this sock monster crust just grosses me out because I'm just thinking of nasty, crusty socks that, I mean, that's, is that what you meant? I'm kind of like the word crusty is the grossest word to me. Like, I feel like if someone called me crusty, I would, it's, it's done. I should just, yeah. I mean, well, (laughs) well, crust, crust was the crust was the idea and then it's also a metaphor for the crust we have on ourselves and how deep and how hard it is to get to the soft place in ourselves and uh we all have to deal with our crust each one of us has you know and uh Mm -hmm. so there's double meaning to it because there was a person who said oh you should change it to crusty so it's cuter and funner and i said no yeah metaphor Plus it's his name, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think Krusty's gross, line. not cute. Who the hell said it was cute? Krusty. No, no, it's not Krusty. The name is Crust. No, that's I know. Crust. But you said someone told you to change it to Krusty because yeah, it was yeah. cute. I'm like, that's not cute. That's gross. I, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm with you, Lauren. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's I, uh, nasty. There is a, <laughs> there is a great line in the movie, uh, where someone who discovers it says, you know, what do you name him? I say Krust. And they say, why is it a why is that a guy's name and i go yeah i think he's a guy and she goes uh uh i said don't call me sexist but i think he's too badass to be a girl and she goes you're sexist (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny now so you we have a lot of fun lines and fun things in it so it's great well when is your goal to shoot this and to package it and get it all out so we are uh shooting at the end of april uh, we are then you, we have a guarantee to get it edited and done by fall. And then we wow. start to do the horror movie circuits and the, you know, the, the film festivals, and then hopefully it will be packaged and ready to go like mid 2014. Uh, wait, Gee, what? I'm like, what are you, what is with you right now? Get, put uh, something else in your body besides green tea, man. That's yeah. Uh, 2014. Know, I, it's not working. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I feel I need to crap my pants just so I can Seriously, be... telling people your movie's coming out in 2014. No, I'm just kidding. Are you are you able to, like, pick up, you know, work from, you know, between now and then? Like, if you get a call from your agent to do, you know, a TV show or whatever, or do you have to focus totally on this? Uh, I, I, there's, a, there's going to be a blackout time where I hit a certain window, uh, probably mm. two to three weeks out before I shoot, that I have to tell them... You know, I don't want to. I don't want to see the auditions coming in. Yeah. That uh, you know, I can't shoot. You know, if they come in and they shoot after the film, I can do those. But yeah, right. so I'm going to have to focus on this 100. percent Okay. And I think yeah. Better than any TV guest star. You know, this is going to be stronger as a, on my resume than any you know TV guest star that I could do. I oh think, yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. Um, I love that you're, you know, you're making moves and doing this and you're super passionate about it because it comes across, you know, in the work and in the final product that we all see as, as an audience and as a viewer. Well, it's a different time when I came up in the nineties, you were the actor that sat by the phone, you got phone calls and then yes. you got booked. Um, uh, this is not the case anymore. You have to create your own experience. I always tell my students when I, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when I taught, I said, 
Brad Pitt's first Academy Award was for producing 12 Years a Slave. Michael Douglas was producing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You, mm. you can't just do one thing. It doesn't right. work like that anymore. Wow. Yeah, we that's that's to, a really good know, point. Way more than we, yeah. That's a yeah. really good point. Now, you mentioned, um, yeah, if, if you, you get jump, these. You just... What's that? I have to jump low and I apologize. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, Sean. You're amazing. Good luck Lauren, with everything. Again. Yeah, Thanks. me too. I hope so. I have so many more questions. So okay, next time, that next was time. Sean Whalen. He's so great. I'm definitely going to donate to Crust. I want to see that movie made for him. And you know what? I want my name in the credits. That would be really cool. Okay, anyway, let's get to the Healthy Skeptic segment. So for this this segment um, and this particular case in the media, I'm actually going to read an article that the New York Post put out on February 16th by Dana Kennedy. That should give you guys um, a full idea of of what's going on and why I am skeptical about this. So um, I'm going to read it first and then I will tell you my findings and my thoughts. So again, this is inside the mysterious suicides of two Las Vegas moms who accused cops of a cover-up. And you can find this in the source, the source section um, of my podcast. So it's definitely under notes. You can read um, this whole thing yourself. Two mothers, one a former Las Vegas judge turned vigilante, committed suicide within five months of each other after they both spent years fighting the Las Vegas Metro Police Department over what they alleged was a cover-up of a still-unsolved double homicide tied to underage sex trafficking. Judge Melanie Andres Tobiasen, who stepped down from the bench over a year ago to avoid an ethics probe, killed herself January 20th at her $2 million Vegas mansion. The Clarks County Coroner's Office said she died from a gunshot gunshot wound. Excuse me. Andres Tobiasen's one-time friend, Connie Land, 53, shot herself to death August 10th, 2022, at her Las Vegas home after crusading for six years for justice for her daughter. So I, I, I don't understand. This is just me talking. Shot herself to death. What does that mean? Shot herself where? Like Melanie Andres Tobiasen. It just says she died from a gunshot wound. I mean... I. I don't, it doesn't say to the head. It doesn't say, it doesn't say anywhere. And I, I've looked this up. It doesn't actually specify where they quote unquote shot themselves. Now, Connie Land's daughter, Sydney Land, 21, was murdered along with her 19 year old boyfriend and reported pimp, Nehemiah Kaufman, in October of 2016. The homicide remains unsolved. Now, a year before these murders, Andres Tobiasen began tipping off police to what she claimed was an underage sex trafficking ring in order to protect her own teenage daughter and others, according to her statements on various podcasts and court documents. But judicial officials said she overstepped her professional bounds when she began meddling in the murders of Landon Kaufman. Andres Tobiasen believed that Suga, Shane Valentine, is the same man she claimed that tried to lure her daughter into prostitution, and he was the one that had killed Sidney Land and Nehemiah Kaufman. So Valentine has been a person of interest in the Land and Kaufman murders, but has never been charged in connection with them. And um, the Post quoted that they were unable to reach him. Now, um, 
Melanie Andres Tobiasen told the Baltimore Post Examiner that she once went to Valentine's house and kicked the door in. She also testified before the Nevada Commission on Judicial Discipline in December 19th that, uh, or sorry, December in 2019, that she indirectly threatened Valentine because she wasn't getting any help from the police. Ugh, that sucks. Um... Anyway, it's not clear why Andres Tobiasen and Land ended their lives, although both women were in the midst of getting divorces. Um, Okay, cool. Not a reason to kill yourself, in my opinion, but um, their families are not talking to the press. I can't tell you how many times Melanie told me if I wind up dead, remember I wasn't suicidal. Dana Gentry, a local blogger who knew Andres Tobiasen, told The Post. She was being followed, all sorts of things. She was unusual in the sense that she was willing to stand up for the truth, even though she knew it might ruin her career. Andres Tobiasen's personal and professional decline began when her daughter, Sarah, then a 16-year-old student at a prestigious local Catholic school, began working at this clothing store called Top Notch in 2015. Sarah told her mother about the strippers and the pimps there, and this store was actually shut down in 2016 after a murder in front of the place and after the owner, Marlon Brown, was arrested and sentenced to 45 years for shooting his ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's lovely. Um, So Andres Tobiasen told Las Vegas cops that Top Notch was allegedly a sex hub for trafficking and was an unlicensed underage nightclub. She also told them that she was terrified of Valentine, who was among the characters hanging around the store. Um, I'm skipping some of this stuff. So, okay. Andres Tobiasen and Connie Land had become friends over their shared concern that Las Vegas police were turning a blind eye to local pimps and underage trafficking. And Valentine, the on-again, off-again person of interest in the murder of Connie Land's daughter, Sydney, was let off the hook, possibly because he was a police informant. So convicted felon Valentine has served time for burglaries and for shooting into the home of Kaufman's mother just weeks before the murders of Landon Kaufman. It's crazy. He got out of prison in 2021, but he was arrested again on charges of aggravated stalking in 2022. In December of 2022, he got a plea deal and pleaded guilty to attempted stalking, and he's currently out on electric monitoring pending a March hearing. I feel like this has, um, yeah, this has informant written all over it. Um, And I'm just going to leave it at this. Somebody named Doug Papa um, said this about Connie Land. Connie Land was a powerhouse, and she was relentless in the pursuit of who killed her daughter right up until the time she committed suicide. I talked to her a few hours before he killed herself. She killed herself. She seemed fine. It was devastating. So according to this man, Papa, Andres Tobiasen befriended Land in order to help her solve her daughter's murder, but then went too far when she demanded that Land turn over private text messages between the two of them to the Las Vegas Metro detective handling the Las Vegas, um, or, or sorry, handling the investigation. And the two women later fell out over this. So, um, yeah, that is basically the gist of this whole thing right now. Um, now, I, again, you can read this whole article it's it's in the notes section and I will cite the source but let's let's just break this down for a minute um I I really do not believe that these women killed themselves 
this just does not add up to me. They were loving mothers. They would do anything for their children. And someone like Melanie, who's willing to go and just um, face these dangerous people and, and you know, a mother like Connie Land who went on record saying she's not afraid to say that, you know, she wants her daughter's killer to be brought to justice and the cops aren't helping. So I just, these don't fit the characteristics of um, somebody who would, would commit suicide. So that's, that's part one. Part two of this, I happen to think that Las Vegas journalists are a little bit afraid for their lives right now. Um, there was a Las Vegas journalist named um, Jeff... Jeff German, and he was killed in September of 2022. He was stabbed outside his Las Vegas home, and something really sketchy happened after. A a cop, the cops arrived on scene, and um, the cops went through his phone. And you're really not supposed to do that um, at, at a murder scene, a live investigation of a murder scene and a murder that hasn't been solved yet. And uh, to my knowledge, the um the court found out about this and nothing has been done to that cop that went through Jeff German's phone. So yeah, um now in this article that I just read, someone named Dana Gentry was quoted and it quoted her as a local blogger. Well, I looked her up and on her Twitter she wrote, Okay, I didn't say what um Dana Kennedy, the reporter from the Post, said that I said. And also, she called me a local blogger. Like, that's not true. She actually writes for a very very prestigious um, newspaper called the Nevada Current. So Dana says, you know, I never said what Dana Kennedy said I said. So I emailed her and I wanted to get on a Zoom with her, but she um, she didn't really want to Zoom with me. I, I don't blame her. But um, I just said, well, can you just let me know what you actually said. And she said, sure. Well, I said, she told me if she was found dead, she didn't do it. I never said anything about her being suicidal. And I was very clear to say that she was unique for a public official because she stood up for what she believed to be the truth. I would never characterize it as the truth. And she put the truth in quotation marks. So to me, that is just saying that she doesn't want to be seen on the side of the law that Melanie Andres Tobiasen was on because clearly that got her killed. That's what I take from this. Um, you know, you can take what you will from it. And I do. I wish I had a sounding board um, from, you know, of someone who would say, no, Lauren, I think this is, you know, this is this is definitely possible or that's definitely possible. It just, you know, I feel so bad for these families and so bad for these these mothers if if their lives did in fact come to an end um with someone threatening them and and murdering them to say stop stop looking into this because you know maybe the police think okay these deaths aren't important because we've got Shane Valentine to tell us you know xyz and that's going to put you know major criminals away for good i i really don't know so i i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this you can email me lauren at magicshack.com um you know you can you can dm me whatever most weight loss plans are one size fits all not taking into account each person's individual needs noom is built for your psychology and your biology meeting you where you are noom weight uses psychology that's why they say Losing weight starts with your brain, but it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. 
Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. So um, let's just quickly segue into the Julia Faustina, uh, Julia Wandelt, Madeline McCann story. Now I am done with it. I I am no longer giving this girl any additional attention. Um, I just wanted to touch upon it because I was getting a lot of messages from people on TikTok and Instagram who followed my story when I did think there was possible legs to this and a possibility that she could be Madeline McCann. And I had interviewed her rep, Dr. Fia Johansson. Well, after um, after last week and more and more things coming out from her family, I, I think I had announced on um, a podcast last week, they released a statement just saying that Julia has always been um, – after attention. She was a singer. She tried to say that she wanted to have a baby at one point and wanted to get sperm donations. It's very crazy. People have been posting um, pictures of her entire family who she looks exactly alike or exactly like. And and now she's coming out and saying that she's scared for her life because people are threatening her and blah, blah, blah. Well, girl, stop claiming to be Madeline McCann. You are so not Madeline McCann. And this is terrible for the McCann family. And this is shame on you for claiming this. You are, you are not her. And this is, it's just so unacceptable. Um, so yeah, I wanted to close the loop on that because I just, I cannot even imagine this being a thing anymore. And this girl, um, getting, you know, any more attention than she's already gotten. So yeah, I'm going to leave that right there. And then, you know, the last thing is, um, and I can get into this, I can get into this maybe next week, but there was another billionaire who committed suicide. His name was Thomas H. Lee, and um, he shot himself in his Manhattan office. And I thought it was, I don't want, I mean, it's obviously very, very sad, um, very, very sad. This this man shot himself out of the blue. I read that um, he was worth $2 billion when he left. So at his funeral, there was a lot of high-profile attendees. Obviously, um, the Clintons were involved. And this is where people might accuse me of being like a QAnon conspiracy theorist, which I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, the Clintons drink the freaking blood of children. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying why why do they always seem to appear um, when a billionaire is dead or somebody – you know, suicides themselves. I'll get into this more maybe next week. Um, I have a little bit of a cold and my throat kind of hurts. But um, yeah, I, I feel I feel like something isn't necessarily totally right here. You never know with people, obviously. Um, you don't know what people are experiencing and what, what they're going through. But yeah, I'm going to say that I'm a little skeptical. I'm a healthy skeptic about the death of Thomas H. Lee. 
Okay, so let's leave it at let's leave it at this for now. If you guys like this segment, please, please like tell me your thoughts. Or even if you don't like it, I want to know. Lauren at magicshack.com or just send me a message. Um, okay. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen. And we will be back next week with another episode of Lauren Interviews.